Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Tuesday, July 4th, 2023, and this is episode 452 of the Lots Project podcast, another daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. It's a Tuesday. Happy 4th of July. Um, new mic setup. How's it sound? Can you guys hear me? Do I need to turn it up, turn it down in between? I did not do any audio testing before the show this morning or last night after I got it set up. So if it sounds all right, let me know. If it's a little high, I got a bunch of volume control. Um, morning, Blakesley Acres. Morning, Josh, the Renegade Butcher, and Philippine Nomad 5x5 five five on the audio. Thanks, Pip. I appreciate it. Thanks for stopping in. I like it, guys. I, uh, I bought a boom, uh, kind of a swing arm, and then uh, a shock top for the, for the mic. And uh, yeah. I like it. Now the mic isn't here in front of me. I can uh, I can move the laptop. I can move the. I'm sure I'll spill my coffee today, uh, just because everything is in a different spot. But uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for weighing in on the sound. Uh, what do we got going on today? We have uh, Tinfoil Tuesdays. It is Tuesday. It is Tinfoil Tuesday, and uh, second week of that. I think we're talking founding fathers conspiracies. I don't know, nothing too deep on the on the founding. I guess I guess some of them on the list. I got uh, I got 16 on the list plus a couple more that a uh, couple people threw in the chat and uh, I'll hit them. I'll hit as many as I can get by when we get there and uh, kind of roll through them. Didn't dive too deep into them. I uh, I don't need myself being super extra crazy. Well, we got some uh, FTO blonde in uh, in the cup. FTO Blonde Espresso. This stuff is really good. I've liked this since the first time he sent it out. Uh, I wasn't sure. He takes that espresso and roasts it light for me. And uh, man, it just, it it pops. It has good flavor in the morning uh, and definitely wakes you up pretty quick. So it's, uh, it's a good one. If you want to check out some of Brian's coffee, head on over to foodforestfarms.com. And if you want to try out the blends that I've chosen that uh, we've worked together and developed for the Lots Project and Baby Walter and Company, and uh, also the Silver Bullet blend, which is super high-end uh, premium, man, it's, that stuff is that stuff is phenomenal. And uh, the fact that it's limited is um, makes it even better. But head on over to foodforestfarms.com. And uh, you can look under, I believe it, uh, I believe it says, um, um, excuse me, partner, partner pages uh, in the general store. And you'll see the lots project and you click on that. And then all my, all my blends that I've come up with are listed. And also all of uh, Brian's coffees there, obviously. And uh, the Renegade Butcher, one of the guys in the, in the morning crew here every day, he's got some coffee over there. Uh, stuff that we've, we've, we're members of Brian's Coffee. Well, here's how it works. We're members of Brian's Coffee Club. We get coffee from him every month. Um, on the, on the 15th of the month, he ships out uh, whatever we order. Minimum of two pounds. I think it's $40 for two pounds. I get in excess of that. Uh, but during that process, uh, Brian will talk to you. If you have a business or a brand or something, you can make up 
um, you can tell him what you want as far as a blend or even just a blend for you to drink. And he can make that up and send it to you every month. But uh, we do a little taste testing. Uh, what do you like? Light, dark, medium? You don't know. Uh, you go through this process and Brian will send you different samples and uh, you figure out what is the best, what you like the best. And that's what Brian's all about is making sure you get the coffee that you want in your mouth, in your cup every day. And he does a great job of it. So I love every single blend he's ever sent me. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. Some of the testers weren't my thing for sure. Uh, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and say everything is ph phenomenal. Everything that he does send me, even when it's bad, is better than the best coffee um, that I bought off the shelf before. So I can say that. But um, as far as dialing in what specifically I wanted, yes, of course, there is uh, there's hits and misses. But man, more often than not, he hits the mark. So. If you're looking for some good coffee, you're looking for a, a personal roaster, you're looking to uh, maybe do a little white labeling or uh, selling of your own coffee brand, check out foodforestfarms.com. If you uh, can't find it, please go to the blog post and uh, right up in there in the top paragraph, it'll say what I'm drinking today. It'll be a clip, clickable link underlined. Go ahead and click that and uh, head on over there. Check out my stuff. Appreciate it. So that's a little coffee spiel this morning. I think the uh, last week, I think it was last week, I went off a little bit on coffee spiel. And uh, yesterday, the day before, when Kyle was drinking Folgers in the French press, uh, Elon cut me off. Uh, I think that was Friday. Elon cut me off on uh, on giving Kyle coffee math. Backwoods Butcher, good morning, sir. Good morning. I'm sure you are uh, excited that you made it for your tinfoil, tinfoil Tuesdays. Uh, you just missed the coffee lecture. That's uh, you should probably go back and read that or listen to that later, and uh, and be sure to uh, turn up the volume so you hear everything I said. Anyway, let's get on to that perfect cup question of the day. Get through that history, and uh, Kyle's Kyle's going to be happy about the founding fathers' conspiracies today. So here we go with the perfect cup. All right, everyone, it's time for the 112th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. And it's a Telegram channel now. I pulled that out and put it over in its own place with all the other important links for the show. I also spread it around social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, MeWe, Noster. Uh, Noster, you'll, I'll get a notification. I know I will. I get them every time. Uh, the rest of them, I don't know. I might get it today. I might get it tomorrow. I might get it three weeks from now. And then it doesn't matter what the answer was. I'm not going to be able to share it on the show. Anyway, perfect cup question of the day today is what, <laughs> excuse me. It didn't do any, it didn't do the rap text. I can't read half the question. What is going on? Oh man. What movie makes you feel really old when you realize you saw it in the theater as a new release? What movie makes you feel really old when you realize you saw it in the theater as a new release? And, um, you know, you, you, you kind of get stuck in your generation and you start thinking about all the stuff and then you see other people what makes them feel old. And I was like, Oh man, if that makes him feel old, I don't know if I want to share my answer, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Corey, Corey has, um, 
thrown down the gauntlet and said that I have to answer for sure every day uh, because it's my question and I just can't scam off the audience's answers. And so I'm holding her to answering too. She tried to almost skip out this morning. Uh, well, she, she told me last night, but she tried to skip out on this question um, and not answer, but I, I pestered her until she gave me one. So here we go. Here we go. My mind, I have two different categories. Uh, one made me feel, a couple of them made me feel old because I saw them in the theater uh, as a kid, as a young kid with my parents and uh, sister. And the other one made me feel old because I remember taking a girl on a date to this movie. Um, not the date that your mom drops you off and picks you up at the thing. Like I was out of high school and took a girl to a date on a date to this movie. And I actually fell asleep, but uh, that's a different story. But my movies are um, Home Alone. I saw in the theater, you know, Kevin, ah. that one, Home Alone, one, the first one in the theater, new release, Christmas time. I think it was probably like 80, what was he, what did we find out, <laughs> 89, 88, something like that. And then uh, the other one was the next year or the year, it was the year prior was uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So both of those I saw in the theater as a young child at probably 10, 11 years old ish. Um, that was like Christmas time. Go Christmas shopping at the mall and catch the new release. I don't know if you guys remember. They used to release big movies uh, around the holiday time. And I think that was the MO was to get people to go while they were shopping. So those were mine uh, as a kid and as an adult, a young adult, very young adult. Uh, I took a girl on a date to see Titanic in the theater. So all these kids that uh, Titanic kind of surfaced up around again and they didn't even know the movie existed or that it was a true story or it was just like this ancient relic. Yeah, I took a girl on a date to that. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. I was feeling old when I was thinking about my movies and then scrambling weighed in. Old Brian Norton scrambling out there from Food Forest Farms weighed in with uh, he saw Alien, the original in the theater, and also Star Wars. Yeah. Hey, old man. Hey, old man. That I think that may have been the oldest on the list, I have to say. Um, I'm not I can't remember what year Star Wars came out or Alien. I think they have to be early 80s or earlier, I would think. I think Star Wars came out about the year I was born. Can't remember. Anyway, Josh, the renegade butcher, weighed in with Jurassic Park. Saw Jurassic Park in the theater. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So all these movies, I uh, I remember when they came out. So I'm just dating all of you. As, I'm not dating you. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't want to date Josh. Not again. <laughs> um, Kyle, the backwards butcher, weighed in with one of the, one of the newer movies I saw on the list. Uh, he saw the Simpsons movie in the theater. Oh, man, I guess when you have a big audience, you have some youngins, you have some youngins. Are you are you old enough to listen to profanity on the radio, sir? Canadian Farmstead weighed in with Waterworld. Uh, what a classic that was. I think that was Kevin Costner. I think they made that movie and it cost millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to make. And then it was a complete and utter flop. Uh, but I'm glad you got to see it in the theater. Did they put the water in the theater? Did, was that part of the experience? Uh, Micah replied to Josh about uh, Jurassic Park and said they forgot. They thought I was too old 
or I thought they thought I was too young. They finally let me see the VHS and I loved it. I had a digital watch with the ink shooter's face on as a flip cover. Uh, I thought that was the coolest watch in the world. Yeah, I remember those things. Jurassic Park was huge for the merch and uh, everything that came out after uh, forever, forever. And then what they end up with like three or four different movies on top of that. So, yeah, Jurassic Park was pretty popular. Aaron weighed in. Uh, Aaron weighed in with Backdraft. <laughs> so he's he's right in my wheelhouse there with uh, Nicolas Cage in Backdraft. And he says... Um, 30 year 30 plus year old spoiler if you haven't seen it yet the fireman did it i hope i didn't ruin anyone's fourth of july because they were planning on watching backdraft canadian farm says, says there was no water in the theater yeah thank god that would just made your shoes soggy and make you miserable you spent the time watching the movie uh pip pip weighed in with 1986 transformers movie uh he was with the fam in long island and watched the movie something about transformers turning pink with anger or something <laughs> i did i don't know if i've seen the 86 transformers movie was that a cartoon or was that like uh animatronic uh i think it must have been cartoon at that point and I may have seen it, actually, because I was a big Transformers. Optimus Prime was my man, for sure. Um, and then he also weighed in with a couple more uh, Goonies, which released June 7th, 1985. Uh, I saw Goonies plenty of times. I don't believe I caught it in the theater. I would have been seven-ish uh, when it came out. I don't think they took me to see it. And Cocoon, which was June 21st, 1985, also and uh, I definitely have seen Cocoon, but no, not in the theater. They don't take a seven-year-old to that movie in the theater. Well, maybe they do now, but not back in the 80s for sure. Um, I think you had to show ID to get into our movies and stuff when I was a kid. It wasn't just like walk in and they ignore it. But anyway, Corey rounds out the, the list today. And uh, my, youngin', my youngin' bride uh, came in with Lion King. Lion King she saw in the theater she said her mom took her to her and her brother to lots of movies when they were kids Lion King sticks out as something that makes her feel old uh as uh seeing that as a little kid in the theater I can see it I can see it for sure um I was thinking about other things uh the other day actually that that kind of dated me and that was one of them was uh movies but one of them was music and not the music I listened to the phases of music I watched my sibling go through, like New Kids on the Block and things like that, and really dating myself, seeing I was old enough to remember it. Anyway, if you want to weigh in on the Perfect Cup question of the day, be sure to find it on socials, or the easiest way is to head on over to t.me slash lots feed. I will pin it there every morning, Sunday through Thursday. And follow up the following morning, grab the answers, and bring them to you on the show. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I got some answers here in the comments before we take off. Um, Philippine Noah says, Star Wars 4, A New Hope in 1977 in the drive-in with my parents and twice at the theater with my cousins. Whoa, you must have really liked that one. You must have really liked it. 1977. So I was uh, I was just around there, um, kind of close. And um, 
Backwoods Butcher says, my mom took me to see We Were Soldiers when I was 10 because she never saw the actual trailer. How was that for you? Is this this part of the reason you are who you are? Are you trying to tell us something? (laughs) All right. Well, that is another episode of (laughs) The Perfect Cup. Be sure to check it out daily, and I appreciate you listening, and back to the main show. Movie, movie, movie Monday. Movie Tuesday. I guess it's Tuesday. I asked a question on Monday, but uh, yeah, rolling back through those movies. I never, the um, Canadian Farm says that that's Kyle's origin story. Uh, he was he was hatched in 1989. Please. Kyle, were you born in the 90s? Oh, my God. I think I just did the math. Is it Kyle 31? Is Kyle, were you born in the 90s? Oh, God. That's not good. That's not good. Oh, anyway. All those movies. 92. Oh, man. I remember what I was doing in 92. I don't know if I should put that on the internet. (laughs) Anyway, let's get uh, rolling with that history segment so I can uh, start telling you about some founding fathers conspiracy theories in Tinfoil Tuesdays. Uh, 92, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Backwoods Butcher says, I was forged in an oven of Vietnam and Sam Elliott. (laughs) Sam Elliott. Oh, all right. Well, it's time to get to the history segment brought to you and prepared daily by Pip over at DuctionCups.com. If you got a Jeep, you need to check out Duction Cups for the Duction Cup board, for the ducks, for the cups. Even if you don't own a Jeep, I would check out Duction Cups for the ducks and the cups because they're super cool. I run Plugsy over here on my cup daily. Uh, My pig duck, my friend pig duck that uh, Pip sent me up. Lisa and Pip down there at uh, at Duction Cup sent me up a nice swag pack. I've been giving them out. I've been handing them out around the area to all the Jeepers, and you should have some too. Take them to work. Stick them everywhere. Make somebody smile. Give them out randomly to people and make them wonder what's going on. You can walk by and just stick them on their window and uh, keep rolling. So order some ducks, order some cups, take them out there, take pictures, and send them back so we know you're giving them away. All right. Lots of history. July 4th edition. July 4th edition. Hello, humans. Uh, put <laughs> Pip puts on his plate carrier. Happy ducking 4th of July. Be sure to keep your hands and feet attached while playing with small explosives. There are mostly space notes today. They stuck out enough as a platform or as a pattern for a quick and simple story segment. Yet notable things to ponder. That, and I'm already celebrating, cheers and pass the rum. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Pip, should I have proofread this one? (laughs) Pip says, wait, when is Talk Like a Pirate Day? Anyway, (laughs) I don't know. When is Talk Like a Pirate Day? Uh, We did that at a bar one time when I was working there, and that was became interesting. Let's see. This day in history, July 4th, 1997, NASA's Pathfinder space probe lands on the surface of Mars. This day, July 4th, 1988, Japan launches the Noazami probe to Mars, joining the United States and Russia as a space exploring nation. Hey, thanks for catching up, Japan, in 1998. See what happens when you drop two nuclear bombs on a country? 
this day, July 4th, 2005, the Deep Impact Collider hits the comet Temple One. <sighs> when did Armageddon come out? It must have been before 2005. Did these people not learn that it you need to drill a hole to the middle of the the comet and explode it? This day, July 4th, 2006, Space Shuttle Program Discovery launches STS-121 to the International Space Station. The event gained wide media attention as it was the only shuttle launch in the program's history to occur on the United States Independence Day. Hmm. I mean, there are 364 other days of the year to launch things on. So I guess, I mean, odds are. This day, July 4th, 2009, the Statue of Liberty's crown reopens to the public after eight years of closure due to security concerns following the September 11th attacks. Did they put guns up there or something? <laughs> Pips notes, by show of hands, who's been inside the French lady? Er, I mean, who's visited the Statue of Liberty? I was there mid-80s, I think. You've never been to New York City, have you? No, I've been to the Statue of Liberty. It was close for me. It was only four hours away, four or five hours away. So, yes, been there, been there. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. 2012, the discovery of particles consistent with the Higgs boson at the Large Hadron Collider is announced at CERN. They've been banging things together at CERN since 2012, and uh, pretty soon they're going to open a hole in the universe or the time-space continuum or something that they probably shouldn't be messing with over there at CERN. So keep an eye on that. That's uh, that's sure to come up in uh, Tinfoil Tuesdays at some point in the future. Uh, let's see those happy birthdays on July 4th. Wow, Pip says there are a lot of sports ball players born on this day, and he scrolled right by most of them. But let's see who he did stop and check out. July 4th, 1790, George Everest, Welsh geographer and surveyor in 1960 or in 1865, excuse me, the Royal Geographical Society named Peak 15. Is that Peak 15? Yep. At the time, only recently identified as the world's highest peak to Mount Everest in his honor. Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott Waugh, his protege and successor as surveyor general, had been responsible for putting his name forward in 1856. Everest's <laughs> name was used as a compromise due to the difficulty of choosing between multiple local names for the mountain. He initially objected to the honor as he had nothing to do with the discovery and believed his name was not easily written or pronounced in Hindi. Very thoughtful of him. Yet, here his name is on top of that peak. This day, July 4th, 1816, Hiram Walker was born, American businessman, and founded Canadian Club Whiskey in uh, <laughs> American-made Canadian Club. <laughs> An American entrepreneur and founder of the Hiram Walker and Sons LTD Distillery in Windsor, Ontario. Why is he an American entrepreneur opening in Ontario? Huh. Um, Walker was born in East Douglas, Massachusetts and moved to Detroit in 1838. He purchased land across the Detroit river, just East of what is Windsor, Ontario, and established a distillery in 1858 in what would become Walkerville, Ontario. 
Walker began selling his whiskey as Hiram Walker's Club Whiskey in containers that were clearly marked, and he used a process to make his whiskey that was vastly different from all other distillers. It became very popular, angering American distillers who forced the U.S. government to pass a law requiring that all foreign whiskeys state their or country of origin on the label. Huh. And you learn something new every day on the Lots Project podcast. This day, July 4th, 1881, Ulysses S. Grant, the third American general, was born. Grant also served on the California Debris Commission on August 28th, 1923. Grant made his first visit to the Sierra Nevada. The superintendent of General Grant National Park, now Kings Canyon National Park, invited Grant to see the park named after Grant's grandfather. Grant visited the General Grant Grove and the General Grant Tree, a giant sequoia. <sighs> Pip, did you put that in there just so I had to read all those G's? <laughs> Ain't nothing but a G thing. <laughs> no, that's just not bad. Uh, July 4th, 1943, Geraldo Rivera, American lawyer, journalist, and author, we all know about Geraldo. If you don't, you may be too young. This day, July 4th, 1995, somebody in Kyle and Joe's wheelhouse, Post Malone, American rapper, singer, songwriter, and record producer was born. And let's see who kicked off. Going to hear a little bit about this one uh, a little bit later in the Tinfoil Tuesdays, but up first is the famous combo of Founding Fathers, 1826, July 4th, 1826, and July 4th, 1826. John Adams, American lawyer and politician, second president of the United States, and Thomas Jefferson, American architect, lawyer, and politician, and the third president of the United States. Huh. Ponder that for a little while, boys. Second and third presidents of the United States die on the same day. Hmm. We'll talk about it. This day, July 4th, 1970, Harold Sterling Vanderbilt, American sailor and businessman, an American railroad executive and champion yachtsman, and innovator and champion player of Contact Bridge and a member of the Vanderbilt family. Wait, he was an innovator and a champion of Contact Bridge. Contract Bridge. So he he made up the game and then he was the best? Weird. Don't know if he made it up. Anyway, who else died on July 4th? July 4th, 1995. Oh, covered up by the hail of uh, fireworks displays and other attention drawing things. Bob Ross passed away. Bob Ross, American painter and television host, Pips notes, the question of the day may have been about movie, but who remembers watching Bob Ross on grandma's couch? Yeah, the memories. I remember watching Bob Ross... Um, the fact that he died in 1995, well after his death through the late 90s in college, may have may not have been doing um, other things while watching Bob Ross. But man, what a great show to watch for sure. And uh, yeah, PBS as a kid, after Mr. Rogers or something would go off, Bob Ross would come on. And uh, if you weren't uh, able to change the channel, it's just what you watched. It's just what you watched. July 4th, 2003, Barry White, American singer, songwriter, pianist, and producer. White recorded 20 studio albums during the course of his career, but multiple versions and compilations were released worldwide that were certified gold. 
41 of which also attained platinum status. White had 20 gold and 10 platinum singles with worldwide record sales in excess of 100 million records and is one of the best selling music artists of all time. Barry White. Guys, just so you know, Kyle, Joe, you youngins, um, get yourself a, a Barry White CD. Or do you even do CDs anymore? Download a Barry White album. Flip through there. And uh, if you if you need you need to feel the mood for love, just listen to some Barry White. Holidays, July 4th. Weird. There's holidays today. Norway has something to do with the Queen Sonia's birthday. <coughs> Pips notes it wasn't in the birthday, so we're going to move on past. India's first evening of Dree Festival. Pips notes Dree Re. Don't know, don't care. Moving on. <laughs> Northern Mariana Islands and Rwanda celebrate Liberation Day. Pips notes, hey, a combo. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Philippines has Republic Day, or also known as Philippine American Friendship Day. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining in today on American American Philippine Philippine American Friendship Day. Hey, friend, how we doing? Pip says, cheers, Mike, but moving past four. All right, here we go. Those rockets, red glare. Independence Day is declared, 1776 in America. It's a republic if you can keep it. Some dude in glasses flying a kite told me that on a recent time-traveling event, same dude was a little condescending, too. Didn't expect that. Long story. A federal holiday in the United States commemorating the Declaration of Independence which was ratified by the Second Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776, maybe, uh, establishing the United States of America. July 4th today, guys, Independence Day in the United States. And that's been it. That's it. This has been Pip with DuctionCups.com reporting with 10 fingers and 10 toes, hoping to say the same tomorrow. Cheers, dump your tea and carry a pew maker and go be star spangled awesome. I will not put an M80 in a rubber duck, Scout's honor, even if they're holding my tools hostage. Pop, Pip, why are the ducks holding your tools hostage? Oh, uh, anyway, another July 4th. Well, I guess this is the only July 4th so far, but another episode of Lots of History. Thanks, Pip. I appreciate all the time and effort you put in. And, uh, and keep that show rolling. I appreciate it greatly daily. If you like the history segment, please check out DuctionCups.com and show them some love, whether it's a like, comment, share, or maybe even buy something. Thanks, Pip. Okay. Okay. What do we got over here? Um... Backwoods Butcher says it sounds like his daughter making rules up to the games. Yeah, when kids are when kids don't win, they they usually find a way to change the rules to their advantage. I, I think that's cool. Um, but the dude, I don't know if he invented bridge or uh, just invented new ways to play bridge. I don't know. Uh, and then Kyle also says uh, with Bob Ross, just a just a bunch of happy accidents. And he also said that's ironically what his mom said he was. A bunch of happy accidents, huh? Huh. Interesting. Interesting. All right, folks. You know what day it is. Let me find these notes. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they got uh, transferred over. 
Oh, look at that. It's only part of them. <laughs> of course it is. Hold on two seconds. I uh, uh, This prep was not good this morning for sure. But here we go. Here we go. I just want to make it so I can tell if the Elon shuts me down because we know how uh, Tinfoil Tuesdays is. Kyle dropped in, said, Pip, you need to take a note from Joe Dirt and tell people to stick an M80 up a duck's ass so they blow it up and come to you for more. It's about the consumer. Canadian Farmstead weighs in and says, hello, Corey. She must be back there making her tea. I heard click, click, click. Hey, did you wave? I just saw something come out of my ear. <laughs> oh, all right, folks. <coughs> Oh man, this is just, it's, I told you it was going to be a little off this morning. My hands, I feel like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands because there isn't this big microphone sitting in front of me because I, I got that new boom uh, for the mic. So it's a little off. I'm a little off here, but uh, anyway, let's roll. Regardless of what you may have read in the tabloids, there have never been any spacecraft recovered by our government. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. ...to find out what exactly happened on 9-11. How did they know who did this so quickly like they did Lee Harvey Oswald? How quick they knew Lee Harvey Oswald well, we killed Kennedy. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, hello, it's another episode of Tin Foil Tuesdays, where we talk all sorts of fun conspiracies. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to dive into them, but I like to look them up and read what other people have to say. Maybe I got some thoughts, maybe I don't, but anyway, welcome again to Tin Foil Tuesdays. This is going to be a Founding Fathers edition in honor of... In honor of... 4th of July. Kyle says this makes him so happy. <laughs> I'm glad I could make you happy, Kyle. And Kyle also says hi to Corey. Hello, Corey. <laughs> All right, let's see what I found for our... Uh, wow, that light really shines off my tinfoil hat. <laughs> hope you guys are okay. <laughs> Do you like the cat Corey made me? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mention it last week. Corey made me this hat. We went to the Dollar General. And um, we uh, we used, what was this, a big, like, measuring cup bowl type thing. It was about the first great size for a helmet. And I was putting them on in the store. We were checking out colanders and all sorts of other uh, items to make my hat out of. And Corey was a little upset because I kept putting things on my head in the kitchen section. And, uh, and yeah, that thought we were going to get kicked out. But we made it. And she was able to get my hat and my helmet ready for me so that they cannot read my thoughts. Now, hopefully, Elon lets me get through the segment. Founding Fathers, tinfoil hat, conspiracy theories. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I had I had uh, sixteen on the list I found, and then another couple that uh, another couple that uh, Kyle and Scramble and Wait dropped in on the chat. Let's hit those ones that the, the viewers dropped in. I did not vet these. I did not check these. These are just theories we're throwing out there. Do they have to be real to be a conspiracy theory for Tinfoil Tuesdays? Or do they just have to be in print? I don't know the rules yet. Anyway, I asked the audience to throw out their favorite founding fathers. Uh, founding fathers. Um, 
founding fathers conspiracy theories and right away uh scramble and dropped one in said well it's not really a conspiracy theory but the first shots were ringing out on concord green paul revere was helping drag a trunk full of spy documents down the back stairs at the bar across the street had the redcoats got through that line and entered the tavern they would have had the name of every spy conspiracy fact hmm uh, conspiracy fact or conspiracy theory, I don't know. Um, maybe he got off his horse. Maybe he got off of his horse after he was riding through and he helped move the documents. Maybe that's why he was running through the town screaming the British are coming because he knew they needed to hide the documents. Who knows? I don't think it's that far-fetched that they were hiding documents in the beginning of a revolution uh, and the fact that they had spies. Hmm. Canadian Farm says, says, that's not the strangest thing they've seen at that store, Corey. So don't, you should not worry about me putting things on my head in a Dollar General. <laughs> As he says that, I, I have to think, uh, that's not the strangest thing I've seen at that Dollar General, let alone the employees. Um, another conspiracy theory uh, brought to us by the Backwoods Butcher. I'm sure he will be a common name referred to in this segment over the weeks that we continue to do it. Um, oh, wow. Thanks, Joe. Joe Blakesley Akers says, I got to hold all my knowledge in somehow. <laughs> oh, Backwoods Butcher says, another conspiracy fact to piggyback on, um, <laughs> on Brian Norton's was that Ben Franklin massacre and before the tea party was representing... <laughs> North Carolina represent. He was representing Massachusetts in London and got a hold of some documents basically saying that London and the Massachusetts government agreed that the colony could not govern themselves. And he had leaked all those documents to Sam Adams, who made some beer and started spreading them directly leading to the Tea Party and the state and the start of the revolution. Again, we're uh, we're talking we're talking um, we're talking spies revolution. Um, it's obviously was in the works. Intel is intel, man. I don't think these are very far fetched. That there were spies. That there were agreements made between the people that the the British had put here and the people that wanted the British to stay in control. Like I don't think that's really that far fetched. So I mean. Bravo, guys, for your crazy conspiracy theories. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that I've, I've been convinced that we were told a bunch of lies in school. Um, not necessarily all lies, but a lot of lies of omission and a lot of um, a lot of lies of omission and a lot of uh, um, maybe fringe truths. Let me see what I found on my list. Um uh, I think uh, Canadian Farmstead actually dropped this one in there too into the chat and it was the first one on the list. So I just uh, included it uh, that it's been claimed that the Illuminati's founder, ooh, I said the scary Illuminati word, John Adam Weishop assassinated and replaced George Washington in 1785. Hmm. <laughs> Before I get to that, Backwoods uh, uh, amended his uh, 
uh, amended his answer and said that apparently Sam Adams was a real loose cannon piece of shit that no one really liked. <laughs> I think most of them were. Uh, most of them were looked at as horrible and held up on high right now. It kind of happens with uh, starting a revolution. But anyway, there is a, a conspiracy theory out there that uh, Johann Adam Weishaupt, uh, who started the Illuminati and uh, was kind of like pushed out of Bavaria, pushed out of uh, European uh, nations, had to flee when his uh, organization was outlawed. Um, that was the time of secret societies. That was the time that they were trying to use secret societies to manipulate um, manipulate society in general and um the powerful banded together in these quote-unquote secret societies they're real they exist they've been documented um their claim to fame and power now is um questionable but anyway there is a theory that uh this dude who looked very similar to george washington in an effort to spread the illuminati to the united states immigrated to the United States, was able to kill George Washington and take his place. Unfortunately, I don't think it's true because unless he could get rid of a super thick German accent, I don't think the first president of the United States was speaking German. But you never know. You never know. Number 15 on my list, um, during the presidential election of 1800, it became a widespread rumor that Thomas Jefferson was secretly an atheist who sought to ban religion. The religion of the founders uh, came up on the, this list several times, um, and I think it just re really comes down to that there were three major players in the religion of the founding of the country. Christianity, obviously, it's 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 blatantly obvious uh john jay and others came out and said it um uh, the large majority were deists um just not really diving into the theist nature of religion uh acknowledging that there's something there but not diving into the christianity role and then there were a lot of agnostics and atheists that just um, that stayed on the sidelines because it wasn't um appropriate it wasn't appropriate uh and they just didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't talk about it. They didn't talk about it. It wasn't anybody's business. It's a personal thing. And I think they had it right at that point and, um, and had some forethought when writing the documents that they did. Um, number 14, Alexander Hamilton was accused of secretly being a British agent. Weird. Weird. Um, yeah, this one wasn't that interesting. It talked about um, how he was a big uh, opponent to, he was a big proponent of federalism, of centralized government, that, that he was uh, brought from, he was brought from England. Good morning, Walter. Um, he was brought from England to, uh, I told you you could be on my show this morning, didn't I? Are you ready to be on the show? When I was testing out my mic last night uh, with the boom, Walter was very interested in it. And I told him he could be on the show this morning, but I don't know if it's going to happen. He's looking pretty tired. 
Anyway, uh, federalism, he was big on centralized control. He argued that in the Federalist Papers over and over. If you haven't read them, maybe it'd be worth reading. Uh, they are the actual letters that were written back and forth, so it's a little tough to, um, to jade history at that point. But uh, people have speculated that he was a plant, that Alexander Hamilton was a plant to continue the centralized government, um, the centralized government in the new in the new world in the new country so let's see they said he was a spy or a sympathizer i mean th these these didn't de dive deep to the majority of them excuse me did not dive too deep into any crazy crazy conspiracies um this is a curious one that i i kind of keyed into it was it was claimed it's claimed that the boston tea party uh was actually a cover-up to steal a large amount of opium what drug running drug running in 1773 uh it's it's claimed that uh the you know the story of the guys dressed up like indians going onto the boat and throwing the tea into the harbor uh, because of the tax and the east indian company uh, the british east indian company uh contract they were they were demonstrating about the the fair price of the tea, which eventually supposedly ended in the revolution. One of the sparks. Anyway, it is speculated that the reason instead of just dumping all the crates into the water, which would ruin the tea because they would leak and yeah, the crates weren't watertight. So why not just throw them in? Instead, they busted them all open and threw them in. Well, why would they bust them all open? Some people speculate that they were smuggling opium in that tea from the East Asia, East Eastern Asia, and uh, the boys knew. The boys knew that uh, that there was opium in those tea crates. Smashed them open, took the opium, dumped the tea in the harbor, then sold the opium to fund the revolution. Yes, folks, the American Revolution may been may have been funded by illegal drug trade. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Benjamin Franklin was accused of being a serial killer. Yep. 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 They were doing some uh, renovation work in 1998 to Ben Franklin's only remaining house on Craven Street in London. And they found upwards of what was the number? 1,200 pieces of human bone beneath the property, and they all dated to about the time that Franklin was there. Huh. Was he burying all his victims below the house? I think I noticed a more uh, more logical answer that usually presents themselves. He was friends with a doctor who was a surgeon, a mortician, and a scientist, and it was very illegal to experiment on dead bodies for educational purposes. And it is believed that Franklin just provided shelter for his scientific friend to do experimentation and disposal of the bodies. Ah, yes. <laughs> I don't think Ben Franklin was a serial killer. Let's move on. Uh, another... Um, Another Alexander Hamilton and Federalist Party was accused of attempting to institute dictatorial American monarchy. Um, yeah, man, Hamilton and all the Federalists 
it's in the name. They wanted they wanted a strong federal government. They wanted more power there. They didn't see the benefit in going away from the the natural system they were coming from. I mean, this isn't this isn't crazy. This isn't crazy by any means. Uh, let's see. Some allege that uh, that the 1770 Boston Massacre was deliberately arranged by patriots to incite civil unrest and aid their cause against the British. I thought this one was a pretty good one and not that far-fetched. Uh, it says it was all a setup. It said that they were either antagonized or it was set up uh, prior. Uh, they they point to the fact that John Adams was able to get off two of the two of the soldiers that were um, that were accused in the massacre. One got a very light sentence for for what he actually did, and two got off. And then the, there were uh, I think there were five total soldiers and uh, two just walked. So they, they, they are theorizing that it was all a setup that the soldiers may actually have been um, colonists that had uh, posed as British soldiers, soldiers, they could have been antagonized, they could have been paid off, they're not sure, but that it was all a setup and an act. It sparked off, man, it sparked off what's going to happen. Uh, one that I mentioned earlier during the history segment, Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams both died on the 50th anniversary of the proclamation of the Declaration of Independence. This one really interests me. Uh, the coincidences, the coincidences. So how it goes, um, let's see, Jefferson, Jefferson passed away at 1250 on July 4th. Adams passed away at 620 on July 4th. They were far enough away that the news did not travel that quickly. The news, they did not know, uh, Adams did not know and commit suicide after the fact, but it is, um, it is suspected that the coincidence that they were both different ages, um, I think uh, one was in his 90s, one was in his 80s. They weren't, um, they were both ill, but there is speculation that they had a suicide pact that they, if they had both made it to the 50th anniversary of the country, that they would both kill themselves on that day and uh, make it a story. They didn't want to go out and fade into history as just a couple of guys that signed a document. They went out with a bang, both dying on the 50th anniversary. True, maybe. You would think somebody would have known there had to be some correspondence uh, and things like that. Uh, let's see. Backwoods Butcher says he blames the Clintons. <laughs> the Clintons killed both Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. Let me see. There was some about the dollar. <laughs> nah, the one thing that they, uh, they point to in the dollar is uh, it's too obvious. It's too obvious to do that. It's too obvious. Um, one that I I, uh, I kind of dug into a little bit was France was convert. Um, France fermented the revolution in uh, the United States. So long before the Boston Massacre, long before anything of this, France started meddling in the colonies, uh, exciting the colonists, uh, revving them up, trying to get them to revolt. And the end around play was to get England into a war with 
the colonists to or to weaken their forces and then let France reestablish uh, the Stuarts in the the British crown. Nope, that wasn't the Stuarts. That was just to um, that was just to take back over and uh, wage war with England. It didn't work. It didn't work um, at all. At all, France like bombed their economy helping the Americans and then eventually ended up losing uh, to England regardless. So bad play. If it was a play at all, we know they helped. We know they funded. We know that they sent um, that they sent forces to help. But when did it all start? Did it start before long before? Did they plant the seeds of um... (laughs) Uh, plant the seeds of sedition? Let's see other on this list. I mentioned yesterday that I think I should have at least two T-shirts coming out of this. Um, Canadian Farmstead hit one of them. Uh, it wasn't Jefferson, but it was Adams. I was going to do Adams didn't kill himself. <laughs> Canadian Farmstead said Jefferson didn't kill himself. Maybe you could do Adams and Jefferson didn't kill themselves and really confuse people. My other one that I was thinking last night that popped into my head just randomly was the Boston Massacre was an inside job. Uh, playing off the old 9-11. This one was founding fathers were all, not all fervent Christians, but rather prominent deists. Weird. That's uh, very well documented. That's not a conspiracy. Um, So this one was weird and it was basically, it's not a conspiracy. I think it was just intentions that they they were questioning. And it was the intentions of the Declaration of Independence. And I've I've actually read that whole document. Uh, one of my history teachers actually had us read the whole thing, not just the preamble and the stuff that you you hear quite often. But we reread the charges levied against uh, old King George, um, and it's interesting. <coughs> and the way that it's written, it's it's curious if that was a distraction, if the document itself was a distraction. I don't know. You have to look more into that because we're up here on 53 minutes. And that was, let me see if there was one more, um, one more. I think the rest just kind of rolled out to nothing, um, nothing exciting. Oh, they speculate. It was all a bunch of Illuminati and who was the members of it, Thomas Jefferson. And yeah, it was kind of garbage after that last one. But anyway, anyway, uh, (laughs) let's hit the comments here. Um, Backwoods Butcher says Russia did that in the Civil War. They were financing the Confederates. Yeah, the I mean, wars make strange bedfellows, and uh, when you have the enemy of your enemy is my friend, whatever those uh, those weird relationships will happen. And backwoods also says Tuesday's my new favorite day. Holy shit, I'm fired up, <laughs> oh, man! If that's getting you fired up, uh, hmm. <sighs> okay, all right, man. Gotcha. Anyway, that's Tinfoil Tuesday's Founding Fathers edition. Just kind of rolled through a list of uh, of possible conspiracy theories. If it piqued your interest or you want to find out more, just dive into the crazy world of the internet. I uh, appreciate you watching this segment of Tinfoil Tuesdays. Let's hit that item of the day real quick and get out of here. 
Today's item of the day is the Waymax Kitchen Scale. It's the scale I use to weigh my coffee every day. We used it on the farm to weigh seeds. We used it to weigh food. Uh, it's great. Uh, metric and empirical units and up to four and a half pounds, I believe. So plenty for most kitchen applications. It's tough as nails. We throw it around. We used it in the barn. We used it everywhere and it just keeps ticking. Uh, all the feet are gone. It slides around the counter. The rubber feet are gone. And it, I mean, it's old and beat up and it still weighs accurately. So I appreciate it if you check that out. If you don't need a new kitchen scale, but you got to do some shopping on Amazon today, please consider clicking those links and helping us out a little bit once we're in your tracking. Anything you buy, we get a little credit for. I see what you buy, but I don't see who buys it. So don't worry about buying that weird stuff on Amazon. I'll be happy to take my little cuts. Click that link. We appreciate it. Um, announcements. Spencer Carpenter interview last night from Outlier Audio about podcast guesting and why it's great for your product, your business, your brand, uh, and how easy it can be to spread the word of your anything you have going on by being a podcast guest. And also, guys, if you could hit up all your pod catchers, uh, all your pod feeders, all everything, if you can hit a share button, if you can hit a follow button, if you can hit a like button, any of those free things, it uh, every of those free quick things, I really appreciate it. And even more free, but a little more time intensive is pop in there and write a review anywhere you can. Anytime any of that interaction happens other than listening, it just gives the show a little boost and we can use any little boost we can get when you're competing with all these other awesome shows out there. So hit those likes, hit those subscribes, hit those follows. And man, if you got a second, leave a review. I appreciate it. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a date. Great day, guys. Enjoy your 4th of July. Come back tomorrow with all your fingers, toes, ears, nose, all of it. Don't blow anything off except maybe some steam. We'll talk to you tomorrow.